Alright, that's fine. <laughs> We're good. Uh, you're a personality, not a technician. That's good to know. Barely um, that. We... <laughs> Alright. One, two, three. Clap sync. Okay. Oh, I think we got him. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I will play you back the recording to show you that we didn't. Oh, man. One of these days... I'm going to clap, and it's going to be right. I mean, it'll probably be when we're face-to-face -face again. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be in my dreams. Mr. Gray will see you now. Welcome back to 50 Weeks of Gray. I'm Anthony. I'm still Ross, and I'm still here. <laughs> we're both still here in the 21st week of Gray. Our new calendar. Wait, the, the new calendar? Yeah, it's our new calendar. We we go by <laughs> weeks. Twenty first week of our Lord uh, Christian Gray. Uh, um, yeah, every what what's our like day off? What's the equivalent of you know Sunday or the the day of kink? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, Sunday is the day of kink. <laughs> All right, fair enough. And Saturday's still yeah. for the boys. <laughs> gross just the worst i i worry that this movie has now started to affect the universe as it applies to me um <laughs> yes because and like this means nothing i know logically that what i'm about to tell you is not is not the cosmos weaving together an intricate life as based on your terrible decisions for me right but i am on dating apps and I was messaged by somebody named Anastasia. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know how common this name is. I don't want to read anything into this, but it's it's really weird that this happened literally an hour before we started recording. And you said, yes. Oh, I damn. won't message her. Wow. I, I can't. I'm not going to let the universe win, Anthony. Well, I mean, if her last name is Steel, I'm going to need you to infiltrate that life so we can get her on the I'm podcast. I'm going to need you to marry her. <laughs> uh, preferably, yes. But <laughs> I won't, you know, I won't commit you that far. Well, it's, you'll commit me to 50 weeks of this bullshit, but you won't, <laughs> you won't commit the rest of my life. So, I mean, it's good to yeah. know you have a boundary. One year. One year out of... One, one lousy year. Like, <laughs> And it well, will be lousy. <laughs> How many of them have you already wasted? I can say most that we've, of them. Right, at least four because we both went to theater school together. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, we both did five. So at least five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We're slow and steady people. <laughs> I forgot you also made that mistake. It makes me feel a little better. I did. I did. I needed to supplement my theater degree with a sick creative writing minor, which took me a little extra time. As it should. It's and hard. a lot more money. <laughs> I know. So stupid. That was fun. I I do hear you, though. This, um, this has actually started to infiltrate some of my friends' lives, too. I was talking to two of my friends last night, and um, what, one of them learned because of this podcast the phrase wouldn't kick them out of bed for eating crackers. 
Uh, thanks. Hey. Adam. Yeah. All right. So and I he, wasn't the only one who was a stranger to it. No, no. And uh, he's been using that a bunch, which I think is really fun. We, we're teaching people. And for me, I've been saying laters, baby, <laughs> to everyone. Too much. So, Too probably. Much. <laughs> yeah. My grandmother does not understand. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> no cabido. You, I, you, you, you say you're pregnant? A, a baby later? <laughs> Later's baby. And then I drive <laughs> off sunglasses. In a stolen car. <laughs> what if Christian was stealing all his cars? Oh my oh, god. If, if, if Christian was just the greatest con man... I think that would be amazing. That'd he's be a like, cool movie. He's like the guy from Catch Me If You Can, but he just kept it going forever. Right. Right. Yeah. What if he works for a billionaire, right? And he's just like the housekeeper. He's like the PA. Yeah. And the and the housekeeper's like or the, the billionaire's off on vacation for a while, so he's just like, fuck yeah, I get to I get to act like a billionaire flying his helicopter. I get to sit at the desk. <laughs> yeah, I get to sit at the desk. Though, and he's I, only this billionaire's personal assistant because his actually rich family knows the guy and are just like, all right, I got my dud son a, a sweet job here. Uh, don't fuck this up, Christian. Okay. Oh, yeah, sure, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Yet another idea for my theory on Christian just faking it till he makes it. I, I'm, I'm coming around to it. I really am. I think it might be a thing. I, like no, no one besides sociopaths are that confident all the time. <laughs> your <laughs> your criticism of the confident people in the world mm. says so much more about your confidence than anything else. I don't know that it does. Agree to disagree. No. We're going to spend time on this until you come around. <laughs> You're just like, screw you guys with your confidence. How do you even get that? No, not not all confidence is bad. Confidence right. all the time shows a real lack of introspection. Yes, yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, it's, it's funny. I do know some people who, like, until you really get to know them, just portray confidence. They're the kind of people that could trip and, like, it turn it into a jog, you know what I mean? Mm. Where they're like, I wasn't and falling. Then, and then <laughs> just... that jog turns into them winning a marathon or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, how uh, do we do that? Come on. God, I feel like I have friends like that. It's just like, why are you good at everything? Why are your mistakes beautiful? I'm sorry. Oh, don't worry. It's <laughs> it's not you. Damn it. <laughs> I wish I had something more clever, but I'm just going to tell you straight up. <laughs> You but, know what'll hurt him the most? Honesty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just, that's hilarious because I was thinking, <laughs> we have this ongoing joke, Ross and I, that <laughs> our dads don't love us. And <laughs> when you said, <laughs> you know what'll hurt him the most? Honesty. I just thought, I wonder if that's what your dad thinks. <laughs> Yeah, fucking suggest it to him. Uh, <laughs> oh, great idea. <laughs> I, the deeper layer of the joke that I like is that 
each of our dads actually likes the other one more. Like my dad likes <laughs> you more than he likes me. And because you're because you've told me your dad is just like you never work with your hands and I actively like do just, just ah Ross, the tall son I never had. Right. Yeah. Tall, not at all Italian son. <laughs> The fortunate part is that he'll never listen to this podcast, so he'll he won't know you work with your hands. I don't know if mine will. Hmm. I feel like your dad is surprisingly supportive of your artistic endeavors. Considering how bad I am at art. And I say surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I meant from my perspective, but yeah, that came out like it just <laughs> I mean, it's just because your stuff is so garbage that I'm surprised he keeps spending. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, <laughs> he keeps spending money on this. <laughs> it's all a big, it's all a big ploy. Like Anthony, just because your dad always reads the reviews for your shows before going to them and <laughs> decides, well, I read, I read what the journalist had to say and I decided, well, I could, I could spend my evening building a chair instead. You know, doing something useful with my time. <laughs> As if my dad would read about me, too, before he comes. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, you're doing another thing that's not manual labor? All right, how's that Ugh. contribute to this family? <laughs> what, what One day souls? you'll see, Dad. My <laughs> podcast will put us on the map. How will that help? Uh. <laughs> Speaking it, of this podcast, well, it is about Fifty Shades of Grey still, right? <laughs> We're not just Barely. giving each other bad therapy. Uh, yeah, call me, call me. B, but yeah. I think my, my therapy this week is going back to Kate. Um, so I watched this. I, I kind of did two things this week. I I paid some more attention to Kate and what Kate does, and I paid some more attention to nipples. And I'll talk about nipples second. Um, and that's how you hook a. That's how you hook an audience. By the way, <laughs> you hold off on the great stuff. <laughs> podcasting 101 personally i think that all of our best stuff comes in like the first 10 minutes of this podcast <laughs> i say at the 10 minute mark and then past that yeah <laughs> kind of take it or leave it i i do think you can skip about all of the middle of our podcasts somehow at the end we find some funny shit but uh yeah hey check out the we're first so 10. excited to be done yeah <laughs> check out the first 10 watch us sprint to the end and um You'll have a great time. And know that the middle happened. <laughs> yeah, we we made some goofs in the middle. On that topic, let's get to the middle. Yeah, so I I have been thinking a lot about, because you know this, I just don't like Kate. I don't know exactly what it is, but I don't well, like you hate Kate. Her, yeah. yeah. And, and Garrett, a few episodes ago, saying that he theorizes that Kate is... Anna's first humiliation dom. I don't know enough about what that would entail to say, you know, yes or no to that. But right. at the very least, like Kate's character is just kind of a kind of a bully. And uh, like yeah. I I was reviewing her actions, her first lines in the movie are all sort of condescending questions. They're like mm. Do you know where you're going? And did you get the questions? Like, like, are you doing the basic things that I've asked you? And then she ends it with, and you're wearing that, like, super judgmental. Um, and you know what's not in any of those questions? A fucking thank you. She doesn't say thank you. 
<laughs> at any point. Yeah, I mean, there are people in the world who are just entitled. Yes. Which are my least favorite kind of people. Yeah. Yeah, and that is that is Kate. We we know that, and we've talked about that. But then when when she gets back from the interview, when Anna gets back from the interview, Kate like immediately mocks her for interviewing him, and I guess like finding him attractive or being overwhelmed by a a, a twenty eight year old billionaire. Like she's never met someone with that kind of power, and K- Kate's like or quote unquote charisma. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but both of those things. And Kate, like, mocks her for this, and then, His ties are all gray. Oh, and, and so... And, like, we, we mock him as well, but... <laughs> yeah, but we're allowed. We're, he's fictional. Yeah, we're not. Like, yeah, he's fictional. This loser is fictional. <laughs> this is straight up... She's mocking Anna for her best friend for doing mm. her fucking job. Yeah. And... And also, like, being attracted to a person. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, uh-huh, you find him nice, and it's, like, Which, like really annoying. Is it going past teasing into genuine condescension? Is that your assessment here? It's it's borderline. It's borderline condescending. Okay. But then it, it breaks into Anna's like, oh, and I asked him if he's gay. Thanks for that. Like, like that was a, why would you? make me ask a bullshit question like that. And <laughs> this was unprofessional and you should have your degree taken away from you. Yeah, a hundred percent. Unless she, I like, I want, I don't think Kate would have asked that question is, is what I'm trying to get at. Like, I, I think Kate was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's, let's make Anna <laughs> take, so, take this. So you're thing. suggesting that Kate Kavanaugh took the Michael Scott, um, note-taking approach and left herself notes about what not to talk about so yeah. she could go ahead and not ask him if he's gay. Green means go ahead and don't ask and shut up about it. <laughs> I don't know if that was it so much as she was just willing to put Anna in embarrassing situations and is willing to like let Anna feel awkward. And then and I'll never get over this. Kate says she doesn't want a sandwich. And then when it's done and Anna's ready to eat it, she's like, okay, now I'm hungry. And she takes the sandwich. And I just feel like she's a bully. Yeah. This is where I disagree with the humiliation dom aspect where like, I think she is just a bully, like somebody who takes advantage of a meeker person. Yeah. I wonder if she's friends with Anna. This is a really shitty thought, but I wonder if she's friends with Anna because (laughs) <laughs> this is just me going in on Kate because she thinks she's like prettier or she's like the more attractive friend. So you like, uh, uh, you know, you, you like build yourself up by just maybe, breaking people down yeah, around you. Maybe that's why she's giving her such a hard time about hitting it off with Christian because uh, she's like, I'm, I'm way more attractive than you are. And I've seen pictures of the both of them. Kate's right. But it is <laughs> like, what if her, what if her self-esteem is simultaneously so inflated yet so fragile that it's just like fuck if i had gone if i hadn't been sick i would be the one with the billionaire boyfriend and then she ends up dating elliot she ends up dating christian's brother so she gets in on that billionaire family yeah 
And there are times where she's like, things are going so great with Elliot. Like, uh, we're going to see a show at the Gorge. Da, 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 da. Look at me. He's yeah. easily the better of the two greys. She's fight- She's straight up, like, they're making out and you see Elliot's butt because they're, like, maybe going to have nice. sex. The m- Hella nice. Because they're maybe going to have <laughs> Keeping sex. Keeping it tight. I like it. <laughs> tight, tight, tight. But they're they're when when Anna gets home with Christian, they're like fooling around on the couch, and Kate's mm. all like smirky and whatnot. And it's like you have a room, like you straight up have your own room, right? Anyway. Yeah. Listen, I gotta tell you, as two heterosexual white men, we are great at getting in, inside the mind of a woman. <laughs> Real, well done, us. Real we solved it again. Of, real couple of Chekhovs over here. <laughs> what? The playwrights? Yeah. All right. He wrote. A, he wrote. Um, maybe. Maybe this is an <laughs> off base piece of comedy, but he wrote a bunch of female characters in in depth, and he that's was like true. well known for realism. So that's by way of saying, look at us men who think we understand women. Wait, what plays are you thinking of? Oh man, what's it? name a Chekhov play? Maybe I'm not thinking of Chekhov. You might be thinking of Ibsen. I might be thinking who, of Ibsen. Who wrote Doll's House? Doll's House. I was exactly thinking of Ibsen. Yeah, yeah. It's a real Chekhov move of you to claim credit for Ibsen's work. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is so niche. <laughs> <laughs> Let's use if this. You as also our... went to theater school. <laughs> Let's use this as our promo. You're welcome. Yeah. Hey, have you seen the movie, the five-year-old movie, Fifty Shades of Grey? Did you also go to theater school? Well, check out Boy, this howdy. here podcast. Do we have some niche humor for you? <laughs> Don't worry. They also insult their dads. <laughs> there we go. That's the new trailer. <laughs> I think, I mean, I'm in. Sold. Wait, wait and they're two straight white guys? <laughs> Well, there's nothing like this on the market. Get them a podcast, Oscar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I apologize for my sins of straight white maleness. Okay, speaking of, the other thing I kind of did here was I started counting nipples because I mentioned in our recap (laughs) that I took a note. Because I was sleepy, but I couldn't fall to sleep, so... Yeah, and that's the best way to do it. If you count nipples jumping over... (laughs) floggers i don't know (laughs) put you right to bed i but i wasn't sure how to count them and i wanted your take on this ross and then i think what i want to do later is maybe maybe see if we can get some over under betting on this um i counted speaking my language yeah uh, the betting man's because i counted the number of <laughs> new nipples to enter a scene. Um, okay. Yeah, we, we call that uh, the NNC, the new nipple count, and yeah. that that was just based hey, let me on get my whiteboard. Yeah, please, please start drawing this out. So that was just based on uh, a character in a scene. So no setting change reveals their nipples, and if they reveal one to two, you know, you count one to two for the entire scene. But not right. per like camera cut. Not per shot. Say. Okay. Right. Exactly. Right, right. Okay. And that gave me a relatively low number. I'm wondering if it's worth counting individual shots because sometimes a shot only gives us one 
but then we mm. we change shots and it's like all right now we have two do we count that as three do we count it as as two i don't know i mean you could you could do it shot by shot right your, your number would be huge um well you think right and then maybe that's the interesting part yes there could also be an interesting game in um betting on uh number of nipples in a scene because you think like one to two pretty standard are there any pit are there any like if you took a frame out of the film are there any where you can see one of christians right. and both of anna's or right vice versa uh, yeah, but but then your numbers are always basically one to four, right? Oh, well, thanks for spoiling that there's no group <laughs> stuff in this film. <laughs> there's no groups. I mean, I think I would have brought that up <laughs> 20 weeks ago. You, you sat on a whole lot of other stuff until we got to Garrett. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I needed a professional. Wait till we get to the group stuff professional. <laughs> um, okay, I think I'm, I think I'm going to try because I have a account for... NNC, that's that's new nipples uh, count um, mm-hmm. in a in a scene, but maybe I'll right. do per shot as well, and and I'll give you a chance to guess at them. But then we're suffering the same criticism. If if you're confining it to an individual scene, it's still only ever going to be one to four, right? And this is this is the total count, right? So I've got the total count for the movie, um, and I want to see if we if we uh, separate nipples by shots. Also, depending on how you're defining a scene, you could have another game where you bet on how long in a scene. You tell us how many minutes and seconds it is, and we try and bet over under on what the timing is before any nipple makes its first appearance. Okay, this is this is fun too. I do like I do like that. Okay, I think we might just have a whole nipple episode. Finally, where I've got where I've got a something bunch of I stats. can get on board with. <laughs> Where I've got a bunch of stats on nipples, and we learn. Here's this is the kind of detail though that I think you're only going to get from this podcast. The kind that, if I may summarize, is it, dumb, dumb, hyper specific. Nobody asks for it. That is what we're going to capture in one of these yes. future episodes. Yes. All right, past Anthony would be proud. All right, well that's that's my adventure. I don't I don't think it'll be for the next one because like surprising amount of concentration. To, to it, it was exciting though. It did add this element where I was like, ah, oh, nipple, and I started writing. But um, air horn. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> your grandparents would be displeased. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. All right, well, those those are sort of my highlights from this viewing. Uh, Twenty one weeks in, uh, mm. still, still hate it. One thing that I wanted to get back to, though, we, we did this a little while ago, and I think I need to to relive this because this was a lot of fun. We talked about changing the genre of the movie and mm-hmm. sort of creating a, a pitch based on a new genre. So I, I wrote out that last time a couple of genres. I had written out seven, and uh, we, we managed to uh, recast this movie in one of them. I've now taken the other sci-fi. six. As a sci-fi, that is correct. Um, Planet and I Grey. I was thrilled. <laughs> it was very, very fun. So I've I've got six that still remain, and I would love for you to choose a number and for us to create this in a uh, this this movie in a new genre. Pardon me, while I lean over to my box of nerddom. 
Uh, I'm grabbing a D6. The, the listeners are hearing my dice box. Uh, <laughs> let's go with one of the ones that killed one of my player characters last night. Perfect. Is it gray? Morally, probably. Never mind. I'm going to switch to a gray one. <laughs> it's blue, but you said that. Yeah, oh, it's Ross, important, you obviously. <laughs> You idiots are at the bottom of this box. That's okay. Can we make an agreement for your personal life about this die here? Yes. Um, yes. Can that die's name now be named Christian? Christian? He's He's got four identical brothers, but uh, any one of them I am rolling individually will be Christian, yes. All right. I, well, if you're rolling them all, they're Christian, Mr. Gray, Um Carrick and Elliot. Carrick and Elliot, perfect. Yeah, all of the Greys, the Gray family. Terrific. And Rita Ora. <laughs> that's that's the blue die. <laughs> all right. So one to six. Here we go. One. Okay. Uh, I think you might enjoy this. Uh, let's recast Fifty Shades of Grey as a horror film. All right, sweet. I'm not a horror aficionado, but neither uh, am I. Have we talked about this? How how afraid I am of horror movies? Yeah, I'm not into spoopy things. Neither am I. Now, I would like to separate horror from thriller. I that is another one on this list. Fair. And, and Fair. I would like for us to delve into horror, and and I think that's like often uh, paranormal um, can feature ghosts right, right. or ghouls or monsters or possessions, things like that. Yeah, so let's talk about this. Um, do we go crazy and recast it as a paranormal supernatural horror movie like The Ring? Or do we set it in a little more realistic like Texas Chainsaw territory? Oh, I see. So, cool, because one is like, <laughs> one is gore porn-ish. Yes. And the other in, in reverse is uh, is more paranormal horror. Right, right. I- I'm... Listen, we're we're already softcore porn, and I feel like the transition to gore porn is... It's a bit much. It's a bit much. It's a bit much. I, I want to make this... I want to see how we can get some ghosts in this. In this. So, all right, we're, we're going paranormal. <laughs> all right. I've, that is easily the better decision, because we already know that any of these characters could be serial killers. So let's, let's <laughs> right. tread some new territory. Right, uh, exactly. Okay. What? Yeah. What? I'm into this. One thing that I'm fixated on, because I said the word possession, and I I was thinking about his Dom jeans. Heavy rainfall just started. Oh, perfect. Hopefully that sets the ambiance for this horror. Mm. <laughs> I'm thinking about his Dom jeans, and I feel like they... What if those are possessed? <laughs> I, I I can feel that you love this idea. <laughs> no, I I love it because it's so dumb. Because my mind first thing went to the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, <laughs> and I'm like, what is the equivalent? Is it the Brotherhood of the Traveling Doms? Do these do these genes get passed from Dominator to Dominator? Yes, but. <laughs> Uh, uh, like these specific Dom jeans, they, they, because there's always in these horror movies, I don't watch a lot of horror movies, but like, I do know right. rough lore that like, it has to involve the, the untimely death of somebody 
you know, a lot of like, if you think about Amityville horror, or paranormal activity, it's like someone died in this house and now their, their ghost haunts it. Someone, so someone died. died. In <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in a sexy all right, way. Okay. All right. All right. Spooky. Spooky. I like yeah, very, it. Okay. Very. Okay. Okay. So let's take it another step and have it as sort of a monkey's paw. Uh, curse disguised as a blessing situation. These genes uh, came to him at a time when he was having a sexual awakening and also gave him th- his incredible skill and business acumen. Oh. So the, the genes are possessing him to do terrible things, but they have set him up as this uh, rich, attractive man. Right. And like that it's making it easier for the genes to get what they want oh. which is virgin blood yes yes perfect because and, and these were the vampires genes <laughs> and his <laughs> I, i'm with you i'm there <laughs> listen at no point am i not on board with this the the um of the of the uh, ancient vampiric family uh last name gratians they, uh, they, yeah, yeah. They had to change it when they came over to America. Right, right. Well, you got to hide your vampiric origins because, uh, and this is just fact. Obviously. If you have a world. Everyone knows this. Yes. Be, well, this is fact. If you have a world where vampires exist, you also have a world where vampire hunters exist. And, like, yes. the first thing they're going to check is last names. Yeah, fair. That, yeah. Names, port of origin, uh, and where you're going. Because. The, the likelihood of there being vampires in a sunny, like, a Florida or a Texas, far lower than if they're going to be in Seattle, where there is already more rain than sun. That's right. That's right. So I've been told, again, no meteorologist. <laughs> Let's, I know. We got to get a meteorologist on this podcast, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Perfect. So, so Christian, a young Christian Grey, um, a, a younger, um, maybe down on his luck. Uh, thrifts some genes that have been passed down, some some uh, torn up Dom vampiric genes. Right. They right. possess him and turn him into this billionaire business mogul. But the trade off is that they require virgin blood. Okay, so anytime there's a cursed item. Um, or really just a, a narrative item in a in a horror or a thriller or really any sort of supernatural film, um, there's always going to be like a wise person who it's acquired from who warns the person that the, these genes have terrible power. And just because he said thrifted, I'm imagining that he got them at a value village. Yep. <laughs> uh, and there's a wise old cashier who's just like, oh, those genes... I forgot we had those <laughs> jeans. And a young Christian is like, why? Are, are they no good? And he goes, oh no, they're terrible. They're, they're evil. But they do make your ass look slamming, kids. So get on out of here. And the, Beware! And, and like at that point, the manager comes in and is like, it's like, Krista. Stop telling our customers that things are haunted, and we're so sorry. Like, she's just a little bit older. Like, whatever, scans them in. It's, it's this is my grandmother. Uh, we're trying to <laughs> beware. Trying to get her out of this. 
she's sitting in a rocking chair behind the couch. That's for sale, Grandma. Yeah, <laughs> Grandma, put that back on the floor. <laughs> it's haunted too. <laughs> so this whole value village is haunted. <laughs> You're all doomed. <laughs> doomed. It's so needless to say, he doesn't take it very seriously because... Of course. They never look. Just because she's insane doesn't mean that she's wrong. Right. She's just she sees the world through a different lens, in a different way. Yes. Exactly. And and he underestimates that, and and he mm. puts on these jeans. And I mean, of course, he he's uh, he's a confident uh, character, but that leads to, that that is one of his main flaws. He's overconfident. Right. Right. My my favorite thing about this too is you get the I, I don't know how many horror movies you watch, but I have watched a few because people really like to see me uh, afraid, spooked. Yeah, mm. and I can see that. I, I guess it's it can be fun, but the first like. <laughs> There's like 15 minutes of a horror movie that are just like a good time for everybody where like everything's going right and people are having a great time. And my favorite thing about this is after the Value Village, he puts these jeans on and we get that 15 minutes where he's basically the movie Limitless and he's just like business killing it. I'm, I'm picturing, I haven't seen Limitless, but what I picture is um, Spider-Man 3, Spider-Man dancing down the street. <laughs> yeah. And he's in these jeans. Oh, man. And like there are people are in equal parts looking at him weirdly, like what the fuck are you doing? But then there are also like Wall Street executives who are just like, that kid's got something. <laughs> He's got a swagger that I think could do business. <laughs> I, I also like this world because he's always wearing the jeans. Like, yes. 100%. He needs it for that power. Of course. It, even if he's in a suit, he's wearing the jeans under his slacks. Right. He's he's uncomfortable, but he doesn't show it. Right, right. And then this is where it starts to twist, right? Because yeah, now he's he's doing well, and he gets his office, and um, a, a young uh, a young employee, maybe maybe like a new intern, starts at his work. Um, and listen, this because a horror movie rules. You can't have, you can't have a character death, and I'm I'm leading up to one. You can't have a character death unless they've done something wrong, especially with youth. You need to show uh, that they are in some way bad in order to uh, really like set the the morals of this world and say like, yeah, it's okay that they died. So yeah, we we <laughs> this employee comes in after smoking weed on her break. Oh, no. Yeah, so obviously. Oh morally dubious and she comes in and all of a sudden the jeans they tighten around Christian and he like he changes and um, he kind of creepily locks the door and starts starts chatting with her and uh, and eventually oh, oh and and he did he never put these in the pocket of the jeans but he he touches them to kind of in like a why are my jeans getting tight kind of way uh, hmm. um, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and then feels in his pocket for something and then he reaches in and he pulls out a switchblade he, he's never seen this before Whoa. but the pants put it there right right and, <laughs> and I was I, I thought you were going somewhere else with it um, where mm. 
and I, I still want to take it in this direction, but keep what you're saying. I thought you were going to say he, <laughs> okay. puts his, he puts his hand in his pocket and goes, ow, something bit me. And that's when he like turns into this weird creature because I'm going to make him, I, I got I to gotta separate him a little bit from his humanity. Um, but instead, it's going to be, it's going to be his zipper <laughs> that, that bites him. <laughs> and he's like, ow. <laughs> and, um, and his skin all of a sudden starts going gray and his mm. his eyes uh, red his hair spider-man threes and gets a little yep. in front of one of his eyes and um and that's when him and the jeans consume this virgin and uh that's when he knows he's got the thirst for virgin blood right right um and like any good horror movie it's more an allusion to a monster than anything so she will be consumed off screen yeah but you know something happened yeah his body like a well-fitting pair of jeans perfectly envelops her right exactly yes and he gets a little bit of a contact high <laughs> yeah yeah and he he as as christian feels awful but he can't mm. separate himself from the jeans now he knows that the jeans will strike back but then he immediately has a business meeting and the genes tell him precisely what to do. Right. And he kills it. And he's like, he signed on and makes his first million within the day. Right. That's the power of these genes. So we flash. And he kind of, he starts to associate the, the one terrible thing with the, the good thing that's happening to him. And we flash forward to Christian as an established billionaire at this point. He's yes. got a system, and 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 we see him very, um, very Hannibal style. I don't know if you've seen Hannibal, but mm. um, sort of like prepping his documents, montage alongside like tidying up his playroom, and like you know he's he's sort of like cleaning up his chains and his his whips, and you know there's like a little bit of blood on on one of the the right, countertops, right. and he wipes that off, and mm-hmm. uh, and then. In comes, we gotta introduce our other significant character here. Introduce Anastasia Steele, who, just like in our original source material, is coming in to interview him. Right. And he's expecting the genes to react, but the genes find her so bland <laughs> that they're just not into her whatsoever. So they don't they don't try and control his mind for the first time in a while. He's he's more himself than he's been in years probably right and he since he's seeing this woman with like the closest thing he's had to actual clarity in some time the first person he sees no matter who it is he's gonna just lust after yeah because it's the first time he's felt in control of himself yeah and and that explains why Anna has a chance with this guy. Because there's there's another thing that happens too, right? The genes only want virgins, but what they do is they, they make him physically sick around non-virgins because they're the the genes are jerks and they're they're judgmental. Mm. Um so yeah. he his These are bad genes. They're bad genes. So his only option is a virgin, but he's never been able to not consume one. And this is right. the the blandness of Anastasia Steele is mm. ultimately the most appealing uh, part of her. Yeah. I'm I'm over here locked in yet another Spider-Man moment 
of <laughs> the ultimate think... horror movie inspiration. <laughs> it's directed by Sam Raimi, who directed uh, Evil Dead. So there we go. It's gotta be some. It's gotta be some <laughs> kind of connection thread there. I'm trying to think of what moment uh, Christian can be standing in his multi-million dollar penthouse and look at this enormous grand mirror and see the jeans standing there without him in it shouting avenge me at him <laughs> i just don't know how we get to that point but we need to have it the the, the sorry the jeans or christian is shouting avenge me the jeans yeah that may- <laughs> okay. and, and the waistband leans down and is very much the mouth okay well i think that's the end or the fly <laughs> I think that's the end of our movie, right? Because what happens is he actually invites Anna over. He wants to have a relationship. Um, Mm. But this is where the core of the horror movie exists. Um, Yes. He invites her over. Finally, some conflict. (laughs) Right, right. Because he invites her over and, you know, he, um, uh, they have their first, like, moment of genuine intimacy and he does it without the genes. Uh, But now that the genes hunger and the genes actually start acting independently and they trap um anna and and christian and they don't even want to consume her because now christian is in love but that's how the the genes like get energy the genes are trying to kill anna with Mm. uh christian And, and there's just one day where like she wakes up and uh is like excited to see him and Christian is all like bloodied on the floor, and um, or maybe Christian. This is where Christian's mom came in, and <laughs> mom is just mangled. Um, oh no! Yeah, and Christian's like Anna, get out of here! You have to run. And she's like Christian, oh my god, what happened? And she's like, go. And he it, it, suspiciously, he's only wearing his shirt because, as we know, that's the last thing he takes off. <laughs> but also, Anna kind of looks around and goes. She doesn't fully know yet, but she does think to herself, where are your pants? Right. And then you, you hear the door creak closed behind her. And, like, if you frame it, if you frame the shot up nicely enough, like, you can see it. Then she turns around and there's nothing that would have closed it. Yes, yes. And and then knives just start flying so out. Flying out of... Uh, and, like, <laughs> so if we do ever show a shot of the jeans, sans christian they are like fully carried out but they are still pants that have to move autonomously yeah so for little hands they turn their own pockets inside out and god hold things with the fabric (laughs) this is this is rapidly turning from like paranormal activity into the leprechaun series it's just so (laughs) preposterous but i love it (laughs) i this is my favorite movie of all time at this point Yeah, I love it because it's so funny. I'm glad you said that. Initially, I thought it was going to use its long jean legs to throw things. No. No, but it uses its little pocket hands. It it probably still could if it needed to min- if it needed to like strangle someone, right. which is like probably its go-to move, yeah. but it does still have these tiny little hands. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? Actually, one like really creepy thing that it's going to do after cuz Anna Anna's going to run. Anna's going to run away, right? And um uh, she's gonna see though. She's gonna turn back and see that it it uh, pulls Christian into the darkness, um, and as mm. he like kind of outstretches his arm and just says like "run, go." And uh, she thinks about leaving. She's like trying to do the elevator, but the elevator won't work. And she's like, "Where do I go? Where do I go?" And then she hears um, 
someone coming. So she she flees in further into the house, and then this is where it gets scary. The mangled body of Christian's mom is moving in the jeans. Yes, it reanimates yes. her. One thousand percent. Yes, I wanna I wanna quickly re I wanna change the setting of where we are because okay. you said elevator, but I really see this happening at like the Gray's mansion. Perfect. Because like uh, horror movies in the city kind of less scary because like the closer you are to modernity the less scary things are for some reason right right um japanese horror movies do i think tread that line fairly well anyways um so they're at this mansion and it's out in the countryside uh i just want this to be the case so that we can have a scene of anna running outside uh trying to escape the house and she doesn't think anything of running through the clothesline but when she does, <laughs> she thinks nothing of it. She's going through bed sheets, shirts, and then she stops because there's a whole line of jeans just hanging ominously in the moonlight. I don't know who dries their clothes at night. Apparently, the fucking grays do uh, these freaks. Uh, if you're a uh, vampire, yeah. You're yes. Vampire oh, jeans. God, of course. Yes. Oh, oh man, you, you fool! <laughs> you forgot our. Is our Christian still a vampire? I forgot. <laughs> well, the genes are vampiric, right? So they they take on. Right. Yes. In his possessed form, he does take on. This is where his family moved to. Yeah. Slowly, the the vampire nature of the family was like bred out, possibly selectively. Possibly. We don't know. Maybe the Greys are really into eugenics. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Needless to say, she she sees this line of jeans and stops in her tracks, and she tries to turn around, uh, but then the haunted pair of jeans jump through another set of clothes to get her. I I love it. So she's got to fight her way through this, and um, eventually she does. But she takes some uh, <laughs> some serious rug burn from all the mm, the of course the tension, yeah. And like some of Because we don't know if all the clothes are haunted in this house. Right. But we do know they wish her ill will. Absolutely, absolutely. And her clothes are kind of torn at this point, but she's uh, maybe a little bit okay with that because she's not sure who to trust. She has to run back into the house and she finds that the phone lines are cut. She you always do. Yeah, she's got no signal. Um, she hears the jeans coming again and she's fleeing and fleeing and she finds uh, like the closest door. Uh, she opens it, slams it behind her. She's in the dark, breathing heavily as she hears the jeans pass. And then she turns the lights on and the room, all red, covered, chains, whips. It's the red room of pain. Oh no. This is where Anastasia Steele has her final showdown with the vampire jeans. The scariest thing of the red room of pain being in the Grey's ancestral home is that it's a communal family room. Continue. <laughs> yes, yeah. El Elliot's there like, sup, bro? <laughs> sup, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Gets taken into the shadows by his own board shorts. Rita Ora tries to sing, not given the chance, immediately murdered. A, a sock jumps in her mouth and chokes her to death. <laughs> her father, I'm Carrick dies just <laughs> there's been much speculation about it. <laughs> he just falls down the stairs and breaks his neck nothing <laughs> impeded him at all so so anna uh anna starts to arm herself and prep herself um grabbing mm -hmm. the first thing that she can which uh she finds a um or actually i think she she gets like um i don't know what other weapons are in there um she 
I have an idea for this, but finish what you're gonna say. All right. I, 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 I well, actually, you go ahead. I, I've, I've had a lot in this room. Okay. So, uh, she looks all around, um, and uh, this is where Anna's history as the child of a laundromat owner comes in super <laughs> handy, because she's looking around the red room, and there's all these things that could be. Um, that could be used as weapons, like whips, riding crops, all these other things. Right. But then she sees, have you ever seen those old-timey, like, kind of flat, uh, often, like, woven uh, bamboo things that were used to, like, hit um, things to de-dust them while they were on a clothesline? Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's like so a, it's like a paddle. See- yeah. She sees that, immediately knows what it's for. Maybe she saw... Anna's, uh, or maybe she saw Christian's mom using it earlier. That's why the clothesline is set up. Right. She picks it up off the wall and immediately turns around and there's the jeans and she holds it up and like a vampire seeing a cross, it hisses and <laughs> kind of like starts to crumple and remove itself from the situation. I I love this, but you know that, that this has to happen because the horror movie uh, trope is you have the weapon that defeats them. It, it breaks, something happens. She's, she's like, stay back, stay back, trying to push it maybe into candle fire or something. And um, yeah. when she does, she, she trips because classic clumsy Anna only when it's inconvenient and it yeah. snaps in two on the floor, breaking its unholy power. Oh, no. The jeans start to lurch forward. Maybe they get a few swipes in, forcing Anna to to mm. use the the only weapon in in reach, which is the whip, and she cracks the whip. A la right, a la the Belmont family for any Castlevania fans. She cracks the whip, which opens up a new gash in the jeans, and I think the jeans are surprised. They've got to be. Anna just starts. It's. They've always done the dominating. Right. And now the tables are turned. <laughs> the tables are turned. And Anna delivers six big blows to the backside. <laughs> and then... so Wait, wait, wait I need to finish this joke. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, sorry, just needed to say, tearing the jeans a literal new one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on. All right, it's, it's important that you got that. Thank in. you. Fair enough. Um, so we don't, she takes this opportunity, um, and she, she stands up, the jeans are wounded, uh, they're trying to get back up, she throws the, like, clothes beater thing on top of them, and they're pinned, but they're still clearly alive as she flees the house. She runs down the country road, um, onto a more main thoroughfare and flags down a set of headlights who are uh, oncoming. It pulls over. It's like it's like a truck driver, and the woman driving the truck is like, "What what happened to you? Are you okay?" And she gets in and does the classic horror movie thing of just go, just go. We we got to get out of here. And the the truck driver, being a decent person, obviously invites her in. They start driving away, and Anna starts thanking her profusely and saying like, "I just I've just had." the craziest night i'm please thank you so much for getting me and as we pan out we see that the truck being driven is a laundromat truck (laughs) and the movie ends (laughs) it's incredible it's honestly so incredible we missed the avenge me moment but i'm much happier with where it ended up that's the after credits scene (laughs) yes yes yeah (laughs) uh christian is crawling onto uh out into the middle of the floor where the jeans are crumpled 
and <laughs> he just hears a avenge me and we see Christian's eye as his iris changes <laughs> to a shade and of his, gray and his, his and his no 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 I was going to say his irises go from gray to the blue of the denim jeans. Oh, okay, even better. Yeah, I love that. By the way, Christian crawling still just wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> what do we call what do we call this masterpiece? <sighs> like <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't know enough horror movie titles. Greywash? Gray <laughs> That's pretty good. It's not scary, uh, but it's pretty good. No. I, I like so much of horror movies are like the nun, the the whatever. That's the only one I can think Witch of. Which spelt with two V's. Right, mm. right. Yeah. Yeah, this would be like jeans. <laughs> jeans. <laughs> but with two G's. <laughs> jeans with um, two G's. Yeah, for oh, once or, for or we could yeah, or we could go extra cheesy uh, and uh, name it dry clean only. <laughs> I I think I like jeans with two G's because one of them is for gray and we somehow get that Fifty Shades That's of Grey. That's the subtitle. <laughs> yeah, the, the first G's for gray. So I'm going to uh, give a couple of notes. There aren't many. Okay. This is basically a perfect screenplay. I agree. Um, um, to uh, to more effectively set up the clothes paddle, uh, much like Chekhov's gun, we need to set it up in Act One. Uh, if you see a gun in Act One, you know it's going to go off by Act Three. Right, That's right. A basic rule of drama. So maybe we see maybe there's an opening montage of uh, Christian's family doing laundry. Um, maybe that maybe this is something we haven't touched on. Maybe Christian's family to to amend their family's past wrongdoings of vampirism are in charge of keeping haunted clothes in check i that's a, that's super super interesting and i feel like that's what we get more we get more into that depth in the sequel but i think you yes. you actually set it up perfectly previously anna's family owns a laundromat right so mm -hmm. we'd probably see anna actually beating the dust out of um maybe some of the yes. clothes earlier on we yes. see her working that's... there god that's so much smarter. I know. That, well, I, you know, <laughs> that's really, really, really saved this movie. Because <laughs> before it was, I, I'm going to be honest with you, it was a hot pile it of was, garbage. It was, yeah. <laughs> this one change has really fixed it. It just ties it all together. <laughs> the next movie will start with the old woman from Value Village <laughs> sitting on a rocking chair in front of maybe like, uh, like a CRT TV with the fireplace channel up because like an actual fireplace is a lot to ask. Uh, I, I love <laughs> monologuing that. Monologuing about the continued haunting. Listen, I love that, but let me, let me throw one more pitch at you. Mm. The truck driver. It's, it's is the old lady. The... Oh my God. <laughs> it's the old lady from the value. You're so Village. good at writing horror movies. Thank you. I won't watch them because I know what brilliance awaits. You just, just know what it's, what's coming already. It's not scary for you, is why you don't watch. Them. What's scary is how much I, I predict it, and I just think, well, if this could happen in was, a movie, this could happen in real life. I was gonna say, what's scary is how few scripts we've sold. I agree. I like 
<laughs> uh, hey, Amazon Prime. Because <laughs> I know you're listening. This is a standing <laughs> offer to anyone who wants to produce a movie that we write. We'll probably also want to have roles in. Doesn't have to be starring. Totally, Just kind of like totally. a little cameo. I'll be. I'll be the maybe, old lady. Maybe, yeah, and and I'll be the uh, Value Village manager. Perfect. <laughs> It's like grandma, and it's clearly you, not in a decent way. Be <laughs> You're doomed. This might be my favorite. I think I like this one better than our our previous pitch. Honestly, God, man, it's yeah. Our next one's gonna be tough to top. <laughs> this this one, I loved Planet Gray, but um, jeans, 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 jeans jeans with two g's uh, it's gonna be tough can't wait for the sequel jeans yeah, two with three g's planet of the jeans uh, it really is a leprechaun it really is a leprechaun yes yeah, seriously that's incredible leprechaun or gremlins i've only seen gremlins i've seen i've seen leprechaun i love gremlins gremlins is also great maybe i have seen i've seen old cheesy horror movies so that's where a lot of the inspiration comes from yeah, the further away we get from them, the more I want to watch them, because, like, I get more used to better effects. Right, right. And now the old ones are, like, not scary. What's exciting to me is that Jaws is still scary. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's man versus beast. Yeah. Very scary. Which might be another, which might, now that we have to rotate out, because we should always have six genres so that I have an excuse to keep rolling dice. I like that, um, yeah. It, it, due to my addiction to both gambling and role-playing <laughs> games. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to well, do this again soon, because that was just too much fun. I love that. That was that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I think, like... Uh, do, do you want to start working on the treatment, or should I? Uh, on, on the treatment, sorry? On the script treatment, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, you're the writer. Like, yeah. we, we need this written and pitched and copyrighted before the Friday that this comes out. <laughs> that this comes out, yeah. Before. Otherwise, somebody's going to take our idea. <laughs> hey, if you're willing to produce this whole thing, if you're willing to put the money in, just, like, let us be involved. We just, I, I don't, I'm fine with that. We're down to collaborate. It's not a lot to ask. No. That the, that the geniuses behind... Jeans. This, this is... <laughs> This film that features copywritten characters. <laughs> in our defense. Be, at least, at least, let we at least be creative consultants, okay? Yeah. And in our defense. I just, I just want to attend a film set <laughs> and take advantage of craft services, okay? We're, that's all we're asking for. And in our defense, Fifty Shades of Grey initially featured copywritten characters as well. So who's the real idea thief? Who's the real idea thief? Hmm. One of these days, E.L. James is going to have us killed. Uh, hopefully by a pair of haunted jeans. Well, and I'd have to say that's, that's been 50 weeks of gray, week 21. <laughs> it's been spooky to know you. Oh, it's been very spooky and sexy to know you <laughs> lightning sound effect <laughs>
Photography provided by John Jakes. Original music provided by Ceylon. Recorded and edited by Ross, me. Thank you.